0: What is going on, Saber's fans? Welcome to another episode of Saber Spotlight with your host, Matt and Ryan. Ryan, what's going on? Oh,
1: what up, everyone? And, you know, it's not just me today. We got three on this podcast. Eric, why don't oh. you introduce yourself?
2: Oh, man. No, 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 insane. no, no, no.
0: I am going to introduce him. I'm going oh, to okay, go ahead. Him. Go ahead. Go ahead. Everybody, we have the first guest on Saber Spotlight. This is my brother-in-law, two-time. I repeat, two-time back-to-back Chicklets Cup champion, as the hat shows, and he might be number thirty-six on the ice, but he's number one in your hearts. Eric, how's it going?
2: That's that's an intro that I probably don't deserve. It's going great, man. I'm uh, excited to finally make my debut on Saber Spotlight.
0: You're like you're like Terry Ryan. You're like the old man of the of the uh, <laughs> of the Saber Spotlights podcast. I'm just just making his debut
1: comes back in his old age to give one <laughs> last ride
2: wow is, i feel like my debut is also my send-off thanks guys uh, oh yeah absolutely yeah
0: just we're just we're just one and done uh for you yeah uh, enjoy <laughs> the enjoy fun. the, the hour fair. and a half that we have here tonight I mean, but, uh,
2: until that viewership goes up and then yeah right <laughs> for, for, have real, a choice. for real
0: <laughs> all right ryan let's start with you what's up man what's new with 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 ryan what's going on
1: well, if you notice, we got a different background today because I'm in I my kitchen. I did notice that. I'm in my kitchen because my wife is in Ithaca for a work trip, so it's just me and the dog. And I'm like, well, I'm not just gonna sit in the basement and leave my dog alone upstairs. So I decided to uh, move my setup to the kitchen.
0: Very nice, very nice, very nice. And Eric, how about you? What's up, man?
2: Oh, not much. I'm just excited to uh, to bash this team, even though. They've done okay. I don't know. I get nervous about what you guys are gonna say. You guys can be a little positive for me sometimes.
1: <laughs> Negativity does tell, so we might need you permanently. Yeah.
0: <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> well, I'll be quick here too. Uh, I want cause we want to get right into the the Saber's talk. We got a pretty loaded show here today, uh, but I do want to just talk about my new snowblower that I got real quick because I have oh, not had a snowblower let me hear and it. I. Yeah, I bought this, I bought this fucking thing like a week ago because we knew this storm was coming and I was sick and tired of shoveling. And let me tell you, I feel like a man when I am using this snowblower. I just like my, it took me 30 seconds to run from my, and I don't have a very big driveway, but I'm a little man. Like I I'm not made for shoveling pounds of snow. Uh, So yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. Exactly. So it took me 30 seconds to run from my garage to my street, just like, a, and I look behind me, it's just a beautiful line. I was just like, wow, where, why have I not invested in this a long time ago? But, uh, I know, I know you have a snowboard around you. Eric, you guys got one over there.
2: Oh, oh yeah. D- have you never yeah. had a snowboard before?
0: Well, so we bought our house like five years ago and I did, did like it did, we did have one. I can't remember if the lady that was here left it or I might've got it from my other brother-in-law DJ. Uh, one of those two but it was kind of a piece of shit like it it doesn't even it doesn't it didn't really work too DJ much it so. from you
1: piece of shit <laughs> <Yeah. still. laughs>
0: it was a piece of shit but I, it was for it was free so like whatever but yeah. uh yeah, yeah. It, it it didn't really work but this one oh this one is a beaut. it is a dude
1: so how much so it's weird because like where we all live it's like kind of similar areas but like you know two miles in one way could be completely different where I am, we probably got like, you know, over two feet of snow. Like, what about you guys?
0: What'd you get, Eric?
2: I didn't get two feet. If if I got.
0: He's like, uh, I haven't been uh, out of the fucking house yet.
2: <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I have. But actually, my my neighbors snowballed my driveway for me, so I didn't really have to do much there. Clutch. Yeah. But oh, uh, dude, I was out, I was nice. out with a dog and we were we were running around in the snow. But I mean, it was only up to my eight, uh, at least a foot. Like that's it. You made Before your
0: eighty el- year old elderly <laughs> woman neighbor snowball your driveway for you. Yeah, well, that's what she gets.
1: <laughs> she knows better. She's eighty. She she's been through a buffalo <laughs> yeah. winter or two.
2: Right, she's got more experience than me.
0: That's true. That is true. That is true. And, you uh, no, I I got Eric. How much did you say you had? About a foot. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm. I'm closer to you than I am to Ryan, but I'm not, like, super far from you, Ryan. I, I probably got about two feet here at my house. Dude,
1: it's crazy. crazy. My
0: parents in West Seneca
1: have, like, four and a half feet. They're getting another two. It's insane.
0: Oh, yeah, my parents are in West Seneca, too. Well, they're, like, Cheek West Seneca, but they they're got, the other they got side. a lot They're the more. other side. They got yeah, they're, 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 like, the yeah, – it's
1: fucking crazy, man. I, yeah. I don't know if you operated in Buffalo without a snowblower for, the, like, the longest time. It's, like, a necessity, dude. <laughs> With your stature. Well, yeah, you know what it,
0: it dude, is. it is. It because I'm a doctor of physical therapy I know all I know how I know all about body mechanics proper <laughs> shovel mechanics so did you have, it was getting uh, done
1: <laughs> Did you have the ergonomic shovel with like the curvy handle and shit
0: Absolutely I did my dynamic warm ups and stretching before I went outside yeah it was very very healthful for for my body it was just, it basically just turned to work out but one <laughs> other quick shout out before we get into sabers uh, I got to shout out uh, er- uh, Ryan I know you watched a little bit Eric I don't know if you've been tuned in yet but uh, PWHL I checked out a stream last night, and it was pretty sick. It was pretty cool. Like, it was just like, like pretty good hockey. These these women are great skaters. There's some pretty good speed and stuff. So uh, I don't know, Ryan, what would you think? And then Eric, we can send over you if you if you oh, tuned in too.
1: It's so awesome, especially now because like this league is allowing hitting. Like, hitting in women's hockey has mm. been like legal for a long time, but like you can't make open ice hits. In this league, they're like, no, we want to be like the men. We want to kill each other out there. So, dude, these women are bodying each other and then ripping up and down the ice and just sniffing top titty. It's insane. They're so good. They dangle. They dangle the fuck out of like anyone that that suits up like you know any regular person. They would just walk them and just rip at top corner. So it's been really exciting.
2: So I haven't watched anything, but I heard. Uh... No open ice hitting, only in the corners. No, there's
0: there's
1: a you can, you can hit open ice in this league. Yeah, okay. I was missing. Yeah, I,
0: and I wonder too, like if if they have those rules, like how much they're going to enforce it. Anyways, like you said, the women want to play, you know. So like they're they're, they're and and uh, I only, I, it was Montreal versus New York. I only saw the third period, but but it was intense. I mean, okay. like New York tied it up like two two like early in the third, and then there was definitely some hits. I saw more along the boards than open ice, but there was like there was bodies flying for sure. It was uh it was a it was fun game. So, yeah, uh, hopefully that keeps taking off. I know it's just a short season, but the inaugural season, and then we'll s- kind of see uh, where it goes from here. But, yeah, uh, I mean,
1: women's hockey is needed like a, a legitimate league that's unified. Usually there's like two leagues, like three leagues out there, and they're not unified. This time there's one league, and it looks to, looks like they're going to expand at some point and like have just all the best players play under one league how it should be. So that's good. That's well, good. it'll
0: It'll be nice too when like the Sabers uh, get relegated. They they finally have a league that they can play in. Oh, like, no. uh, like, <laughs> oh man! <laughs> and That's with crazy. that, we'll get into to Saber. We'll start with some just some quick news highlights here before we get into uh, the game recaps and, and whatnot. And we'll, we'll get through that pretty quick because we got some pass fail kind of lined up for the the segments here on the show. But uh, what did we think about the uh, the big? blockbuster trade that that came through the wire a handful of days ago philip cedarquist traded for uh we're not really sure yet but we're getting some future considerations we got thoughts on this trade here fellas
2: i don't think there should be thoughts on this trade
0: no there really shouldn't be i mean kevin adams traded
1: cedarquist pretty much for a beer at the draft <laughs> in vegas
0: yeah so just just for the viewers just so the, if you're not Aware, uh, just some quick highlights on Cedarquist. He's 23 year old forward. Fifth, we took him fifth round uh, in the 2019 NHL draft, and he's he's played in 74 games for the Amherst, 24 points, 10 goals, 14 assists. So, uh, just a you know whatever, just a whatever trade. But uh, yeah, nothing. We don't even know what we're getting yet. But like you said, probably a bag of pucks or just uh, just some nonsense. But hey, Kevin Adams is indeed alive. So uh, at least at least we know that. So, hey.
1: I'm not even sure if it was him that made the trade. Like uh That's Rick, true, that Rick, is true. I'm pretty sure Jason Carmanos runs the AHL team, so maybe he made the he made the trade and Kevin was just sleeping.
0: They said no, they, uh, they Montreal said they wa- it was Montreal, right? Yeah, yeah. So they said yeah. he, they wanted this guy, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll give you something eventually." And then the, Kevin Adams will just forget eventually, and we'll just get nothing. Well, for him just get dude, him one day
1: for all the future considerations we've we've accumulated <laughs> over the years, like you gotta think we'll cash him in at some point for something. <laughs> like, what about like a Dave and Buster's card or something? Like, yeah, that's,
0: that's, yeah. you know that fifty-two G's at D and B's. Yeah, come on. For all my Man. Pitch Perfect fans out there, if you didn't get that that reference, but all right, and then we got the other the other more interesting trade news, I guess. Matt Savoy traded to the Moose Jaw Warriors. I'm not totally plugged into the WHL, but it seems like Moose Jaw is maybe more primed for like a, a run at like the trophy. Uh, if uh, I don't know if any of you care to elaborate on that, but uh, big trade, and in his first game, he does come up big with two goals and two assists. So. Yeah, that team's that team's really good. I'll start. Um, that team
1: has Jagger Furcus on it. Awesome forward. Uh, I think Denton Matechuk plays for them. Awesome roster. name. A uh, defenseman drafted in the first round this past this past year. But that team's really good, and I kind of thought that. And it's weird because the team that Savoy was on was also kind of good, but they're just like, yeah, no, we're we're not good enough. And in that league, it's so funny because they're like. If you're not good enough and you deal all your big guys, you get traded for like picks that are like seven years down the line. So, oh,
0: you Ciboli, get a ton yeah. of future considerations in the WHL. Yeah,
1: Savoy got <laughs> traded for a million parts. He got traded for like a twelve-year-old. So it's, it's 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 pretty wild. But hey, it's fun. It's good for Savoy. He'll go for you know play for a championship. Yeah, good for him.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I I saw like highlights of the, his first game. And I, I will say like I don't know. I'd have to look up like attendance and whatnot. But like there's, I, I don't know. I think they were home. It didn't look like it was that full. Like I, I, I felt mean, like I saw more fans at like uh, Wanachi when he was playing there. But I, it's not a huge deal, I guess. But um, yeah, it'll look be up kind of
1: where of Moose jaw, jaw is, and then tell you, and then that'll tell you like how fans can even get to the fucking arena.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then we got uh, taking us back to the good old days. Uh, Tyler Ennis retires from hockey, and you know Ennis had—I don't know—he had some good years here with the Sabers. But uh, number sixty-three, I still remember watching him on the ice. Him and little Nathan Gerby. I don't know if they played at the same time, but I, I love watching those little guys just because I'm a little guy myself. So it gives me hope for the for the future that you know I can potentially be a professional athlete. So, uh, but any any you guys got anything on on Ennis here?
2: No, I'll say that. Any, like, favorite memories
0: of him as a Sabre or anything like that?
2: No, but if you want hope for little guys, then (laughs) just look at the Buffalo Sabres right now.
0: (laughs) We're we're chock full of
2: little guys. But as far as Ennis goes, (laughs) I don't have many fond memories of him other than uh, going offsides as soon as the offside challenge rule hit. It was like every other goal he was offsides. That's what (laughs) I remember.
1: Listen, you can't talk about Tyler Ennis like that. He was one of my favorite players for a long time. And he scored an epic playoff goal against Philadelphia in overtime. You know. So that's like our last good memory as fans, is Ennis scoring that goal. So that's really all And he and remember the Felino Ennis Stafford line?
2: I do remember that. Dude, I guess They were there's a blank
1: spot. Felino's rookie year, in the, he was in the Amherst for a while. Gets called up, and they put those three together. And, Somehow and Tyler it, is playing center at five six. I have no idea how he's playing. Isn't center. it funny though? <laughs> he's playing uh, Krebs. That line,
2: <laughs> that line cooks at the end of the season, and then they come out the next season and do absolutely nothing. Does that sound familiar at all?
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Hey, hey, Everybody on him. the receivers. I yeah, so I, I just I looked this up before we go, so or before I got on here, but in um, 34 years old retires 700 NHL games, most of his seasons with Buffalo, but uh, 346 points. So his best offensive season was 2010, 2011, 20 goals and 49 points. Played every single game that season. So, dude, All I right. got one more thing that I added late. I saw. So, I would, I didn't know if this was you or if this was if this was Eric, and uh, but it turns out it was you because Eric didn't give a fuck. So,
1: dude, <laughs> Cody Cody Hodgson is back in the in in pro hockey. He hasn't played since the 15 16 season, and he's playing at age 38 for the Milwaukee Admirals in the AHL. You just love to see it. You love to see a guy that like yeah. goes out for you know a long time because he has a degener degenerative. Degenerative—I don't know the word. You guys know you the word. Right. I'm, gonna, yeah, I'm gonna get cooked by people in texting for that, but he's got a back—he's <laughs> got a back issue, and it's really nice to see him. Just like, hey, just play one more year, bud. Just go out the way you want to go out.
2: I thought he had that type of hypothermia where he was like really susceptible to uh, certain ailments. I don't
1: know. It was really fucked up, but like, he, yeah, he was cool. I i thought he was gonna be good when we traded that day. Deadline, 2013 or 14, no, maybe like 13 or 14, we traded Zach Cassian one for one for Cody Hodson. I was so hyped. I threw my phone across the room. I was running around my room. I remember that. He was so good. Vancouver loved him. They were pissed. And he, you know, ultimately we know how the story ended with them. And I think we're we're still paying him on his buyout, actually, which would be awesome. I kind of would. <laughs> that'd be so awesome. It wouldn't
2: surprise ma- me. Malignant hypothermia.
1: Yeah, that's crazy.
0: Feels yeah. so bad yeah. for the kid. Well, he's not yeah, like I don't, I don't know much. I don't those. know much about that, but just reading about it here it just says produces mus- muscle rigidity, fever, and coronary stress. So yeah, not a, yeah. not a good uh, combination for a hockey player. But yeah.
1: uh, but he's back. He's yeah. back. He'll get a swan song, and that's that's just a good story. I like to see former Sabers, you know, succeed and like be happy in life.
0: <laughs> Cody Hodgson right. was like the um like the discount Jason Palmanville. Like all the ladies love Jason Palmmanville, because right? he just like he was just like a good looking guy. And I feel like Cody Hodgson was like he was like round two of like Jason Palmanville. Like all the ladies guy, love
1: him. Eric, I don't know how you feel, but this motherfucker had a jawline. Like a jawline to be Jason. <laughs> Cody Hodgson? Of. Yeah. just yeah. a man <laughs> missile. I,
2: I don't uh I don't know if I'd describe it as that. Certainly, certainly don't use the words "man" and "missile" in the same sentence often.
1: <laughs> can we address before we get into the Sabers? Can we address your hoodie publicly on the podcast? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, uh, I thought wearing, we could get away with this. No, this guy is wearing a. We're bringing him on our show, Saber Spotlight, a Buffalo Sabers podcast. This guy's wearing a Leafs hoodie, bro.
2: Got to mess on. around a little
1: bit, man. Come on, he is a cheater. He's just you know. Just on the side, I mean, he's, got, he's got the Sabers. He's got the Sabers at home. You know they're they're not doing so hot. It's been ten years of misery. So on the side, he's got the hot blonde down the street that he visits
0: every <laughs> so often. So you know everyone's so, got them. You got the you. you got the Coyotes and I got the Canucks and he's got yeah, the yeah. the Leafs. It's just that for, the Leafs are a, a little lower of a blow. Yeah, Ooh,
2: I, I'm not even like a huge Leafs fan. I mean, I I, I like them. I follow them casually, but. I just I had to I, wait, screw with you guys.
1: Anything to like you know cope with how terrible the Sabers are. I kind of I kind of respect it. So
2: actually, this is my uh, retaliation for you saying on last show that you don't like chefs, Ryan.
1: Oh my god! So yeah, you kind of control me. Yeah, okay, that's that's a problem with me.
0: All right, nice, 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 Oh, you know what? Before we before we get into this, because we talked uh, a little bit last time about the um, about the uh, the Saber. Oh. Fuck, what was I? I just I just completely lost my train of thoughts. So it'll come back to me. Okay. <laughs> nice. Oh no! Oh, I got it! I got it back. I had to remember what we were talking about because we were talking about secondary teams, right? Yeah. You remember last time, Ryan? You were talking about um, w- towards the end of the show last week. You you mentioned that girl on on Twitter who was saying how like oh they skip like a total generation of fans. Like I'm a 20 year old and like like yeah, no, yeah. no one my age cares about hockey, right? Uh, so shout out to her and shout out Megan Checo while we're at it in the beginning here, but <laughs> but so I, I talked I was talking to my buddy at work, he's got two uh, high school uh, kids uh, like baseball players but young athletes and stuff, and and I just asked him because I'm like yeah I'm like you know what because we were talking about the Sabers and hockey I'm like you know are your boys are they. Are they into hockey? Like, are they into Sabres? He's like, absolutely not. He's like, they, <laughs> he's like they could care less about it. He's like, and, and the same thing with all their buddies. And I'm just like, it's just so, so sad how they really they've been bad for so long that they've they've missed a generation of fans. And it's kind of like that thing where like if you grew up here, a lot of people like they follow other teams just because it's if you're just getting into hockey, you know, like you don't want to watch like losing hockey. So it's just it's it's been a tough spot for Buffalo. Yeah. All right, we'll get into our recaps here. Or do we want to just go right into past Phil? How do we want to work this, boys? I mean, we're playing well, so let's start. I want to talk about us playing well. All right, all right. You know what? And I, I'll, I'll, I'll second that because with this week with the show doc, I was fucking feeling it boys i was on here after every game and oh, i know you're getting...
1: putting you're putting gsax in here holy
0: shit oh yeah i was putting in work right after i was getting initial <laughs> thoughts in i got it i got advanced statistics i got analytics on the mind i am i am ready to go so yeah, uh, the sabers they got this good they got this big home stretch coming up right we talked about it on the show the last couple weeks a little bit of a soft spot in the schedule can then take advantage of some of these weaker opponents and actually play good at home First game since we talked last week, they actually get a nice win at home, 5-3 to three against the Ottawa Senators. Uh, UPL played pretty solid in net. He let in a bad third goal, which I think cost him a lot in the advanced analytics, like you were saying, Ryan. So he was actually a negative GSAX on on Money Puck after, but 25-28 made some, some nice uh, saves throughout the night. But... Interesting kind of like lineup tweaks uh, this this game. What did you guys think about like Greenway centering uh, kind of moving up and that middle stat moves down? We kind of see the return of like the RKO line. Of course, the posto wasn't back, but uh, Gergensens oh. and, and them played together. So any, any thoughts on this game, anybody?
2: Well, you guys are going to hate me for this whole segment when you're talking about the Sabres playing well. Um, and I'm actually interested in any of the advanced stats because if there's one thing I'm behind on, it's understanding advanced stats. I'm a very eye test guy.
1: So is Matt. Uh, so do th- you come to the right? Oh, place? Oh yeah, I,
0: I'm I'm huge <laughs> on the eye test. I'm I'm, I'm
1: slowly <laughs> like teaching him like how, like what means what and stuff. So it's it's been yeah. a process, but it, it, let's, let's hear people
2: well, say People will use these advanced stats to say, "Oh, well, we're doing well here," and it's just I don't see these things. I'm I'm. Yeah, they they won five three against Ottawa. I didn't think they played well, and I thought that Ottawa gave up some some pretty bad opportunities, especially Thompson's goal on the power play that they just oh Tage Thompson has the puck, we'll just let him walk in and snipe. Like a good team's not gonna let you do that. And what happened the next game? We'll get into. He went one on
0: three, I think, on that goal. Right. Oh well, Porpora was horrible, like sure, horrible. Yeah, it
2: doesn't help either. But they just stared at this dude and let him just walk in.
1: Yeah, twice. I uh, Tage was on one this game. I feel like this was Tage's best game in a while, besides like the points and stuff. But he uh... he's playing so well. And I <laughs> Greenway centering was weird as fuck, but like it like worked. I don't under- I don't understand how, but it, it kind of like did. And like you said, Matt UPO was like, I think he was pretty good. That bad goal like really dinged him on the on the advanced stuff. I thought he was good yeah. for most of the game, but. I don't know. It's it's nice to beat Ottawa. I think Ottawa is the one team besides us that's like a bigger joke right now. So, it's it is mm. nice to get a, a win against them after they beat us early in the year.
2: After they they
1: whooped their ass. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> beat is not even is not even the word to use.
0: You're right. Yeah, it's nice to get a win at at home and and the reason that things kind of needed to be jumbled in this game cuz Skinner's obviously out with the injury. Um so Greenway played center and I think anytime you put somebody on a line with benson they're gonna play good because like benson yeah, is like plan. literally our best player so uh so he's kind of driving a lot but um so greenway played between benson and oposo on this line but yeah it was good to see Paterka at least get on the the score sheet that was his first goal in 12 games he's always been streaky so who knows if that can kind of ignite him a little bit they actually get a power play goal uh, which is kind of nice. I mean, th- that's obviously costing a lot of games this season. I don't remember what that power play goal looked like. I want to say it was, it was pretty it was good. it was the oh,
2: one. The goal? He, he, yeah.
0: just,
2: he just held it. Oh, the, the one on him, three, yeah. And they just ignored no. him.
0: But he kind of dragged it back, right? And shot it. Like, it it no. looked like nope, that, that was, was the his first one. Goal. They they just was okay,
1: Yeah, He was set was, up at his office on the side and they just passed it to him and didn't, like Eric said, they didn't even
0: bother. They just let him shoot. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so they start off with the five three win again, not not pretty, I guess, but you make some lineup adjustments and you get two points and a win at home, which is rare this year. And then anytime you get a win, you know we got to follow that up with a loss. So then we get the one nothing loss at home to Vancouver. Uh, this was this was a, t- a, a tough game. So this was the this was the Lake Effect Snow game. I am actually surprised at how many people were there. I mean, according to ESPN, there were seventeen thousand people there. 93 uh, percent capacity so this was uh was this remind was this the same the same day is this this was this sunday um,
1: do you know is this the same
0: day as as uh... no sunday
1: was san jose <clears throat> all
0: right so no but this was this wasn't the same day oh no the bills were monday yep yeah, yeah, yeah okay okay so so the, but they, they had this like they had this big storm coming in, so they moved the the Bills game from Sunday to Monday, but they kept the the Sabers game going on as scheduled. Uh, and it was kind of an interesting game because we had you know poor like NHL refing. Like Darlene took that elbow to the face from Miller, and then Eric Johnson fights him in response. Uh, the Sabers like they. They just didn't generate any good offense in the, in this game. Um, as you can tell, they scored no goals. But really, the 5v5 stats were, were pretty bad as well. So, I don't know. What do you guys think about this this Canucks game here, getting shut out at home?
1: <laughs> well, it sucked that we were down to three defensemen for a really long time in this game. Like you said, Darlene got hurt. Sammy um, went out. Samuelson got her off oh, whole shocker there. Samuelson's out. Misses a
0: game. Guy's fucking made a class. Yeah.
1: Jesus Christ. Dude, a couple weeks think... ago,
0: I had the sick sound effect. I had the clock going. I told you, it's almost time for him to get hurt again. Yeah, I mean, I so hope he's okay, he, but. <laughs> he goes out and then, you know.
1: I, Eric, how do you feel? I, I think someone else should have fought so, Miller instead of Johnson.
2: I don't care who, who fights who. And, you know it was addressed and that's good it's something that you really don't see often from this team is they're addressing a play like that. It was hilarious that he got a two minute elbowing penalty for a shoulder hit to the head. I don't understand it was that. obvious it was obvious and then and I don't think that he was maliciously trying to do it but he screwed up and he, he he hit him in the head and he got him in the head and you know that's they reviewed it as a five minute major and came back with a two minute elbow. That didn't make any sense. And then Gergensen's played defense for part of the game,
1: which was <laughs> hilarious, dude. So, <laughs> what else happened? So in that in that moment, like, good for Owen Power. Like, I you know, I, his gloves right. were his gloves were glued on. You know, his gloves were glued onto his hands, so he didn't have yeah. to to punch KTM yeah. or anything. But hey, he he picks up a penalty. So our best player, <clears throat> well, theoretically our best player, gets elbowed in the chops. It goes as a two-minute penalty, and then we also get a two-minute penalty, so we don't even get a power play out of that. Yeah. Brutal, brutal a, NHL roughing there. A hit to the
2: head and no power play. That's that's terrible.
1: And it bothers me the most because earlier this year you saw Eric Robinson get a five-minute major for, like, basically a love tap. And it's like, where is the consistency in this league? Like, there is none.
0: Yeah, it's no, brutal. there's no consistency there. But this, I, I had, I don't know. I have a couple, couple thoughts about Don Granado on this one. And we've we've been we've been kind of riding Granado on this show for a while. I think a lot of people have. But I just think like, okay, as a coach, you see this happen. First off, like the way the Sabers have been getting fucked with penalties this year. Like I should be seeing Granado flipping out on the bench way more than he does. Like in showing some more emotion, he he never does that shit. It's like if you want things to change for your team, like get like be vocal about it. Let let the refs know. And like he says some things, but it's like I don't know. It feels kind of half assed. But then also like like you said, why when as a coach when you're already down two defenders. And maybe Eric Johnson said he wanted to fight him, but I'd be like, "Listen, as much as you want to, like we got to kind of think on our toes here. Like we can't go down another defender. Like just let somebody else make that. Like like why can't it why couldn't Geggensens have have addressed that fight?" Right. And well, then dude, he's like, not playing like, D and Eric Johnson actually is. I don't understand. But, like those are the decisions that can cost a game. And in a one-nothing game, it could have been huge. It could have been huge. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know, cuz basically- wasn't doing it.
0: Right, yeah,
1: he already learned his lesson last time. But I mean, JT Miller, less of a fighter, he could have, he could have tuned up JT Miller easily. Like, like even a guy like Krebs could have just like went in there and just took his gloves off and grappled with him for two minutes. Yeah, like,
2: it wasn't about feeding the guy up. It was about right. addressing what had happened.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, but even,
0: but even saying I like, like, oh, I'm, I'm glad it got it. Go ahead, right. No, you go. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, like, even even, like Eric, you say, like, oh, I'm glad it got addressed. It's like, I mean, that should be so reflexive. You know, it's like, that shouldn't, like, be this, like, big coaching decision that has to be made. And maybe it's not, you know, but it's like, I mean, power stepping in was good. He did that right away and whatnot. But you, you need you need more of that. And, and there needs to be more cohesion, you know, with the unit. But, yeah, Ryan, go ahead and say what you were going to say.
1: I was just going to say that, like, I just wish we – it wasn't him just because we had three defensemen for a lot of the game. Like Eric said – Gergensen was playing D for a while, and I mean this game, Demko was unfucking believable. Like I feel He's like good. the the numbers like don't really match what I saw. Like this, the opportunities we did have, he was all over it. So you know, props to Demko. He's one of the best <laughs> in the league.
0: Well, speaking of numbers, before we get into the Sharks, because we'll move on from this one, let me just throw some advanced analytics your way. UPL gets his second consecutive start, 22 for 23 with a 957 save percentage. Plus 1.1 1. 1 GSAX. So that's that's not bad. He's positive. So saved us a goal. Um, if he gets any offense in this game, maybe we get a point or two. Uh, but uh, the Sabres games, were. Man. This point is one of those nine? games where. Just pick up a
1: point. Pick up one oh, point, dude.
0: man. Right. But those 5v5 analytics say it all. 0. 0.9 expected goals in, 5, in 5v5, 5v5 situations. Like they were not generating anything all game. Right. And it's like, how can you not generate anything for 60 minutes? I don't. Uh, I don't understand it. Vancouver's not like this uh, defensive stud team, but uh, all right, moving on from them, we can wrap up quick here on the on the San Jose Sharks. You guys were actually both at this game, so I'll, I'll probably let you kind no, of lead man. this a little bit more, but a three nothing home win. What a doozy this game was. Uh, I just, I mean, the Sabres just looked phenomenal. You guys want to just elaborate you, a little bit more on this you, uh, fantastic win they had?
2: <laughs> you are full of shit. That's, man. <laughs> Going to the games is so much worse than watching on TV because you can see so much oh more. Oh, I'm yeah, a, for sure. I'm a huge fan of sitting in the 300 level, so I just have this overview of everything. And I hated it. I hated every minute of it. It was just it was just so hard to watch. <laughs> one, one of the things I noticed, and I ranted to my buddy Randy about this already, is that...
0: Ranted to Shut Randy. Shout out Randy. Walk,
2: <laughs> shout out Randy. I... I don't understand this. And he's a coach and he 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 studies a lot of coaching. It's not like high level, but he's still he's really into it and he knows what he's talking about. So He's a, he's our Thompson, next guest. All right. <laughs> the the Thompson, Tuck and Benson line, they had Thompson and Benson sitting at the opponent's blue line yeah, while oh, Tuck yeah. and Darlene, or while Thompson and Darlene just circled around in their own zone. And it was and it happened all game. They didn't change anything. It was it was it was so hard to watch.
1: Yeah, dude. I mean, you listen to every episode, so we've been hyped. We've been harping on this fucking system for, you know, months now. I, I don't understand how last year we were having such great controlled exits going up the ice as a five-man unit, and now we're back to these like stretch pass, dump and chase. Like, we don't have the team that's built for that. Like, that's more of like a. A Carolina or a Boston or like even a Colorado kid is pretty good at retrievals. We're bad at retrievals. Like we're just yeah, bad we're so at bad kids. at
0: retrievals. We
1: yeah. don't we don't have the guys for that, and that's the system that they're playing. So it just isn't it isn't like suited for our players. Like I love Zach Benson. I think he's a dog, but you can't really expect an eighteen year old, one hundred fifty pound pound kid to go dig
0: pucks out of corners consistently. You know. Well, that's been a big problem with the system and the breakouts because I feel like. This year, I'm watching our defensemen so much, especially Power and, and Dalene. Like when we get the puck in our zone, they know that there's nobody there to help them break out, so they're retrieving that puck so slow because they know they have to turn around and like make this long stretch pass, or we're making a line change or something, and they're getting caught a lot because there's already defenders then in their face, and we're and then we're losing possession in our own zone again. Whereas like last year we didn't have that problem. Like our defensemen were getting the puck more frequently and we were starting a breakout. Like we actually had guys coming up the ice together. Like that's that's not happening this year. It's it doesn't make any sense. And, and like you said, I think the most frustrating thing like you said Eric is when you're at these games or even just watching on TV, if there's no there's no systematic changes. Like how can you be watching that from the the the, the sidelines there or the side of the ice, whatever the fuck it's called? Behind the bench and and not not making any adjustments. And what are the players thinking about that? I don't I don't get it. I don't get it.
1: Eric, I have a question because I actually didn't make this game. I was supposed to have tickets, but my okay. buddy had COVID, and I couldn't find other other people to go. Um, are all four lines playing this way? Like when you see in person, are they all doing this?
2: Uh, so I saw the the Tuck Thompson Benson line do it. I saw the gergensons Zapol Krebs line doing it where Opozo was the guy circling around in his own zone, not knowing what was going on, while well, the other two were just out in Jupiter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: <Yeah>. I, <laughs> I feel like the... I only ask because I feel like the kid line... The kid line is carrying the puck every single time. Like they they're, try. They're, they
2: yeah.
1: try. I don't know. It's so frustrating. I don't, I don't understand. Like I feel like Thompson last year was one of the best players in the league at, at zone entries, and now we like don't even let him carry the puck through the neutral zone. So, And we have Rasmus Delian, everyone in Owen Power, everyone's on them every single game all the time. And it's like you're not playing to their strength. Those two guys are puck-carrying horses. Like, let them go gain the blue line
0: and create. And we just sure. don't allow it anymore. It's weird. Well, look at how that's translated to the power play. I mean, we don't even look like we know how to get, gain the, the possession or gain the offensive zone anymore, like, coming across, because they're not doing it all game. I mean, it's, so if you're not practicing that, I mean, it's it's literally having a direct result on the power play because half the time they can't even get in the offensive zone and get get set up. And then when they do, they're just standing around anyway. So uh, extremely frustrating. But one positive from this game, I guess, and I'd like to hear your guys' thoughts on this before we move into pass-fail. UPL does get his third consecutive start, um, second shutout of the season. I felt like he wasn't... Tested a whole bunch. The advanced analytics will say that he was 2.88 GSAX. So it, I don't know. I, I felt like San Jose didn't generate too many chances. Obviously, over the course of 60 minutes, you have your few nice saves that you have, and I can re- recall a couple. But that makes him four and one over his last five starts with a, with a 950 save percentage and 1.4 goals against. So it seems like UPLs kind of grabbed the reins a little bit with the 1 uh, a 1b goaltender situation but what are your guys thoughts on this on uh, maybe giving UPL a little bit more run and, and maybe letting him find his groove a little bit <laughs> whoever so
2: obviously you know UPL has been playing well enough to where he's kind of earned this spot and, and Levi I mean you guys you guys love to torch him but in my mind, like, it's not even his fault. Like, oh, I, I love Levi. I, I agree it's
1: not his fault. I, <laughs> I mean, agree.
2: You guys eat him up, though, man. I, I Listen to you guys, it's just... But the, the poor guy, you know, I mean, I'm sure that he's like, yeah, I want to be in the NHL, but you know, everybody can see he's not ready. So UPL doesn't really have a choice. And it's it also seems like since Comrie's been moved out, UPL has almost found, like, a calm in his game. He's still a little all over the place but he's certainly playing well enough to have earned these consecutive starts. And I also think that's important for a goalie to get these consecutive starts and having all these different goaltenders playing every night, it just doesn't help anybody.
1: Yeah. I mean, dude, UPL has been by far and away, in my opinion, our best goaltender this whole season. He's had Mm -hmm. some brain parts and some soft goals and some, you know, flying out of the net moments, but I think, like, overall – he looks like he might actually be like an NHL starter, and when's the last time we've had a goalie that like looked like he could be an NHL like a long-term solution as like a one A one B type guy? So that that's really exciting, and I got to bring up something because I personally still think that we should send Evan Levi back to Rochester, but the Americans just posted a six nothing shutout tonight with Eric yeah. Eric Ooh. Comrie in net. So, Eric Comrie over his stint in Rochester right now has a 9.51 save percentage in the AHL. <laughs> wow.
2: Good for
0: him. He can still so it.
2: Though. I, I got it.
0: Yeah, yeah, he can stay there, yeah. But that's the difference. So, like, okay, so I don't know. Eric, you might not have heard this if you if you don't listen to Chicklets, but I, Ryan, I know um, they had the the goaltender from Seattle on there a couple weeks ago, Joey uh, Decord. I don't know if you listened yeah. to this interview or not, um, but I found it very interesting and relatable back to the Sabers because so Decord's been on fire, and, and he's he's the main reason Seattle's kind of back in the the playoff hunt um, in the West, and he was talking about how he's had an up and down kind of career and. He got hot last year when the Calder uh, Cup playoffs were on. And he played, he said something like he played like 26 games during that playoff stretch. And it just really allowed him to, like playing game in and game out each night, just really allowed him to kind of get in the groove and kind of find his stride. And we've talked about that on here before, how it's important for some one of these guys to just get, A chance in net and I don't know what they've been waiting for but now you're seeing UPL kind of take that a little bit and I think that repetition is paying dividends for them and it's good for these guys to know who they're playing in front of my thoughts on the whole Levi situation is he's clearly not ready for facing NHL shots for 60 minutes like that's that's a tough adjustment going from college to that But I don't think Comrie is a better option. So I and I've always said that I just want Levi to stay up anyways, just because why not? And if so, to me, it kind of seems like a perfect marriage where if if UPL, he doesn't have to keep playing like he is now. But if if he can play good enough, let Levi be that one B, because this season, he's not just going to take that step. Like, he's not just going to be like, all right, I'm like, I'm like ryan miller now after two years in rochester like i'm ready to go like he's still going to need to face these shots and continue to develop and get better but if he can do that less frequently and he's not like i said costing you these games every once in a while but also winning you these games just let him get used to it but not as often as he can where it doesn't feel like when he has that bad performance it's it's really hurting you too much and upl's kind of taking the reins so i kind of like where the goalie situation is at right now and we've kind of said before too it's not not like that's what's costing us right now, anyways. Yeah, it would be nice if we could give these guys some
1: goal support every once in a while.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. So, um, all right. So with that, we'll get into the the meat and potatoes here. We got uh, pass fail on the sh- on the show today, and uh, so I think my thought for this is we'll go position group by position group. So we'll go we'll go forwards, centers, we'll go defensemen, goalies, and we'll kind of give our player overviews here Uh, we'll go player by player and then we can elaborate wherever we need to Uh, but we're about halfway through the NHL season here so it's a good time to kind of reflect on where the Sabres are where where we maybe thought we'd be in the standings but also where these players would be as far as expectations go and performance goes uh, because it's it's time to start kicking it up so it's a good time to kind of look back on things so um Alright, what do we want to start with? Do we want to start with forwards, centers, defenseman, goalie? What are we feeling?
1: Let's start with let's start with forwards, the wingers and the center. Let's start with that.
0: Alright, so let's I mean this is in no particular order, uh, but let's go through what do we want to do here. Let me go let me get my chart open here. Let's start let's start with the Carney boy. And I and I think we'll just go through each, we'll give pass fail, pass fail for each yeah, one. Yeah, we'll just rapid fire, rapid fire, baby. Yeah, and then it. we can elaborate. So we'll elaborate on the forwards before we go to the centers. All right, uh, Benson. I'm gonna say I'm giving Benson a big fat pass.
1: That's an easy one. Yeah, totally easy pass for me. Yeah, all right, so we're incredible. all in,
0: in unison there. I'll be interested to see how many how many passes we have, how many fails we have. Um, all right, Gergensons. I'm I'm gonna give Gergensen's a fail. Fail?
2: Man, is there a, is there a neutral option?
0: Yeah, I know it's, it's tough You for can him. be it's a neutral. neutral. You could be a neutral, but whatever you want.
2: Yeah. It's 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 tough cuz I I want him to do well, but I don't think he's he's as effective as he's been. So, I guess so that's, that's a, a fail.
1: I am, he shouldn't have been brought back in the first place in my opinion. But I'll uh, so anyway. give him he one more, more chance. Shit.
2: I don't mind. Yeah. but uh, you know, give him that one more chance, you know, he makes the playoffs with the team that he's been with forever, but that that's a fail too.
0: I Kevin Adams I knew he wasn't making a move, so there was a roster spot available for for Dirk <laughs> if he wanted. So, all right, Jordan yeah. Greenway. I'm 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 going with a pass for Jordan Greenway. Me too, pass.
2: Um, I, I don't agree. I don't like Greenway. Okay, I, what, uh, what
1: don't you like about Greenway's game this year?
2: I guess I'm I'm ruined by the hype behind Greenway of being this. This banger of a forward coming in, he's gonna he's gonna bang bodies. He's big, and then he comes in. He's like the worst skater I've ever seen. And he, he hit he hit in the first game. Uh, oh man, his skating is brutal. But he you know he he threw a couple hits in the first game, and then after that he's like, oh, this team doesn't hit. Never mind, I'm not gonna do that either.
0: But is now, that his fault or is that? Our, like our, did we coach that called. out of him just like we coached th- like <laughs> all the offensive stuff out of Dalian?
2: whose fault it is it's still a fail for me
0: okay I get it because I kind of I kind of
1: understand where you're coming from because um Greenway he's kind of showing like more offense with us than he was mm-hmm. in Minnesota he was kind of like pretty good for a while and then that system they played uh, last year did not like nobody on that team did anything offensively. But I, I gave a pass because I think he's been, like, the perfect linemate for Zach Benson when he's healthy. I could also have seen myself giving him a fail because he's just been unhealthy again. Like, this guy can't stay healthy. It's another one of the guys that just are always injured.
0: Yeah, it's tough, though, because injury is so, so variable. Like, it's just it's just so hard to predict, so I, I guess I can't ding him for that. I give him a pass because, like, I feel like the games he's been in, he's played – pretty well he sparked the offensive times his effort his is always there like you say he might not be the strongest skater he might not be the most offensive like guru on the ice and whatnot but his effort is always there and I, I feel like a lot of his lines have been cooking this year whether it was the early on in the season or even now when he had to move up to center he's they've had some good success in, in the lines that he's had and, and his lines have been stabilizing to to some degree but and dude, I do think PK, just going back PK to that
1: PK asked that too so so there's
0: that too but I I again I just feel like as much as we wanted him to be that big body banger I just think I just think they told him not to. I just think they said listen like you're coming over here we don't need you to do that. We don't want you to do that. That's not our team and maybe you can score some more goals or be more offensive like whatever. I as much as I want that and the Sabres kind of need that I just think I just don't think they're asking him to do that.
2: A, that's a problem, though, in my opinion. Like we, I agree. We don't need four lines of scoring. Oh,
0: no, for sure. And you want guys to be able to, like, hey, who's, like, if you're on the ice with, with this guy, like, looking over your shoulder, you know, the other teams get way too comfortable against us. So um, so I agree. But um, I, I didn't think about it just because I don't think he's being asked to do it. But uh, I can certainly see where that's disappointing. And maybe you want him to just do it anyways. Just say, fuck it. Like, these are my teammates, and, and they need more of that as well. So, all right, let's move on to Aposo. Uh, what do we got for Aposo? I, oh, I started off with a with a fail, as much as I hate saying that.
2: Poor bastard. Yeah, he's he's a fail for sure.
1: You guys, <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm I didn't know what you are gonna say.
0: Oh, he's like fourth in our team in goals or whatever. Yeah, right, let's hear it, oh, it. Let's hear. it. I'm, oh, I'm giving it a. Post. He, had a <laughs> okay. wait, wait.
2: he had a good stretch. That, that was it. And he's back to Mr. Invisible.
1: <laughs> I'm giving a, a pass. I, I don't know I, I, I think he's done his job. He's, he's <clears throat> his guy. I don't know what goes on in the room. I, I, I would you would think that he is like respected, but I, I question his leadership. So that's I, why he's a fill
0: for me. 100 percent why he's a. fill
1: Strictly on the ice, I'm giving him a pass where like I don't know what goes on in the room, but I'm unsure.
2: I would rather have five more wins and him not be on the score sheet at all. Than him being eight goals, fifteen points, and being yeah. in this position.
0: Yeah, Ryan, I think you're that's, taking an L on this one. Because here's my thought: fair. when I was when well, I was fair. weighing this, but that's why we do this. This is fun. But I, that's when I was weighing this because I was like, all right, again on ice, like sure, he's had some offensive production and he hasn't honestly played too bad. But as far as like what I need a posto to do this year, like being a leader for this team. And being a leader in the locker room, be a leader in our lives, like that's the part I question. And if I'm questioning that, it's like that weighs so much more heavily on me because I'm like, this is a young team. You were literally brought back as you wear the C on your jersey to try and keep things under wraps. And, again, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. But if I'm questioning that even a little bit, he's had some questionable interviews post-games. Uh, that's That weighed a little bit more heavily for me. So that's why I gave him the F there. But he's an interesting player for sure. Anything else on a Oposo here before we move on?
1: Please no. Please don't bring him back again.
0: Just let him move right. right off into the sunset. We could go pretty quick on this one. How about Vic? I got to fail. Oh, we're to move on next. <laughs> next. JJ. I'm, I'm starting off JJ with a pass. Pass. He's been great.
2: Yeah. Well, he had a rough stretch there, what, 13 games, but he was, he's still a pass.
0: Yeah. He, I
1: feel like his goal scoring has pretty much dried up over the last little while, but mm-hmm. I still think he's generating chances. He's just like... Him and cousins, I feel like, are so wow. snaked. it. It's insane, man.
2: Yeah, he had a huge chance in that Vancouver game. Yep. The puck flew out to him in the slot and he just shot it right back into the goalie.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes if you don't have your scoring touch and it just disappears, it you gotta find ways to contribute in other ways and, and I I think you've been like mostly good at the other end of the ice and in, in the neutral zone and stuff. So you gotta get. Yeah. I got I'm giving him a pass. Really exciting young player. I'm really excited to see how he grows.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm good with that. I, 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 have him as a pass as well. He's, I mean, he's been kind of streaky these first couple years anyways, so that's, but he's, he always, he always works his ass off. And uh, I think he's kind of one of the unsung heroes for sure. But um, all right. Uh, how about Jack Quinn? Um, I'm going pass on Jack Quinn, just a short sample size. Oh, before we move on though, I have to say, I feel like anytime. One of us, me or you, Ryan, says great on the show. Eric immediately is gonna go. No, 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 no <laughs> one is great on this team. It's,
2: but is no. maybe, maybe Benson for being an eighteen-year-old. <laughs> but that's that might be it. Uh,
0: it's so funny, but you said JJ's been great, and I immediately looked at Eric, and he was like, no, at no. all." Like, all right, but nobody's <laughs> been
2: great.
0: All right, so going on. Yeah, Jack Quinn. What do we got? I started off with a pass.
2: Jack Quinn's a pass.
1: Yeah. I mean, simply the fact that he's back is a pass for me.
2: Sure, but it's also like he's like the only one that isn't doing whatever the rest of the team is doing. He he missed all of camp. They like ruined this team in camp. Like he missed all of camp, and he came back, and he's like, "Uh, I thought we were good, guys. What happened? And now (laughs) he's like the only one still on the page from last year.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I feel like he is one of the – well, I guess I can ask you guys this too. I feel like he's one of the only t- players on our team who just has like a, a good hockey sense and finds himself in the in the right spots at all times. Like, who else would you? Who else on our team besides Benson? Like, would you would you say is really like on his level as far as as far as that goes? Uh, he the, those two are up there, dude.
1: I really think those two are the best guys on the ice. Like that, think the game. Like they, Quinn has the fucking dangerous
0: positions constantly i mean that his assist against the sharks you were there eric like uh he he held that puck just long enough <laughs> along the boards i mean the sharks pk granite <laughs> is terrible but yeah. like <laughs> but you I still make the said. plays against a bad pk you know and so like you he, should yeah yeah so yeah. he's again he I, I don't know if there's anybody else that has the the hockey sense they have and and for quinn to be gone after that achilles injury and just to come back and seemingly kind of pick up right where he left off i mean that's i just i just pray to god that he stays healthy because uh who knows kind of where he can he can go with things but all right eric robinson we could go quick with this i mean i give him a pass but uh short small sample size i guess but what do you guys say
2: i like robinson i think uh He has Joe syndrome from last year where he joins a team and has something to prove and he's going to work hard to try to keep his spot. Whereas the rest of the team, they were here from the beginning and they don't give a shit.
0: That's true. Or Ryan.
1: I don't know. I'm giving him a fail. I thought he was going to come in and just like be the banger. Just because like he doesn't do anything else on the ice. and very fast. He's kind of just a fast, like a, a young Gergenson's to me. Just
0: <laughs> yeah, like, kind like,
1: of. fast and does absolutely nothing else.
0: I mean, Gergens was an all-star though.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's fine though because we need someone to fill that Gergenson's role, and if it's a little bit faster of a Gergens, I'll take it.
1: Yeah, I know. And we didn't really, we didn't. What we give up a friggin'? It's gonna a cost us nothing because it's a conditional seventh based on games played, and this team has no other reason than to just like not play him that amount of game. so it's going to end up being nothing literally a well, beer at the draft like i said
0: well what's annoying about that is that like he is a better Gergensons, but we're still rolling out Gergensons. like oh. i like robinson should be playing on like that bottom line m- way more than than him it's just it's amazing to me that he's not playing as much as much as he uh as much as he is and i don't know maybe it's because donnie and them know they got future considerations coming down the line and they they feel comfortable you know just just letting those you know speak for themselves but i don't know i feel like robinson should be in there more do you agree or no
1: i'm halfway i'm half half. Uh, I mean, uh,
0: like i'd rather see him in for for over Girkinson's. for sure <laughs> I feel like he generates way more on that offense. And when when they had the RKO line cooking, the the Krebs, Oposo, and Robinson line, like that that line was solid when he came over for like five games. And now and so we just stopped it. Like I, this is shit that I don't understand. But all right, let's move on to Jeff Skinner. Skinner, I'm giving a pass. Me too.
2: Yeah, he's fine.
0: Yeah, I'll give him a pass. Although he absolutely sucks at passing. He basically only oh, scores. But
1: okay. <laughs> skinner we got we gotta like elaborate on him a little bit because he no other player on this team pisses me off and makes me happy more than Jeff Skinner. <laughs> this guy
0: <laughs> That's the so worst.
1: True. <laughs> this guy is the worst power play player i have ever seen in my entire life he does not know what to do on the power play he does not pass the puck correctly on the power play why is jeff skinner your guy taking slap shots from the wing like what is going on there Okay. Just to be your your below the red line guy on the power play.
2: Ryan, to be fair, <laughs> nobody knows what to I do know, on the I power get play. I know,
1: I get it. I get it. But besides that, he's had some controller turning off moments in the defensive zone and but then there we go again. There he is. Jeff Skinner leaves is out for a while. Our team can't generate a 5 on 5 again cuz he's one of the best in the entire league at generating 5 on 5. So, yeah. he's a pass obviously. Like he's awesome. I love him. Great goal song, amazing goal song, yeah, but, as always. Uh, but it's just he's just like so frustrating. Like I want to get to a point where he's not your top line winger.
0: I want to get to a point where he's your second
1: guy.
2: Yeah, that'd be huge.
0: Yeah, he does. I mean, in my, in my eyes, I gave him a pass because he scores, and that's something that we haven't done a lot this year. And so, without without his goals, I don't I don't know where we are. And he's not only just like a score; like he's a, a pure goal scorer, like. I forget which game he scored in recently, but uh, I think it was a power play goal. He had the puck where he always is standing, you know, kind of like at the corner, um, the corner spot there, like next to the goalie, just to, just in front of the, the, the blue line and or just in front of the red line. And he just like gets the puck and like he stops for a second just to like pause the goalie. And then he like shoots it five hole. It was like just such a like a like, you could tell he was processing that ahead of the goalie. And he it, like as soon as he saw his spot, he took it and he sc- he's definitely a goal scorer and we need his, his goals, but he, yeah, he's just frustrating. He doesn't do anything else. And, and I think he produces five on five just because he, he can't score. Like when he gets chances, he buries them, but like, he's not generating offense. Like he yeah. his passing is horrendous. He doesn't play defense, but like, he's an opportunistic scorer and, and that's fine. He's made a career out of that. So.
2: Yeah. But you also need it, guys like that on the team. Yeah, exactly. I
1: agree. It's also awesome. Like every time they show like, you know, the top 10, like, most even-strength goals scored over the last 10 years, and it's, like, McDavid, Crosby, McKinnon, Rantanen, Ovechkin, Skinner. And I'm like, oh, shit, man. Like, this guy is really good on 5-on-5. Five five.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I'll give him a pass because the goal scoring. That's, that's what he's here to do. So, um, all right, last one here is Alex Tuck. Alex Tuck, I'm giving a fail.
2: Tuck's been tough. He's been yeah. tough.
1: Yeah, I mean – I started a drinking game with myself. Every time Tuck turned the, po- the puck over, I was going to rip a shot of bourbon, and I was fucked up in the first period one time, so that's, he that's is a, a fail.
2: That's a dangerous game.
1: Yeah, I ate off the next day, but okay, he, I have not liked his game pretty much the whole season, and it's really disappointing.
2: Yeah, he's, he has the ability to take over a shift <clears throat> or even a game, and you just you haven't seen it at all.
0: Do you guys think that's because – I feel like Tuck – well, a lot of our, our lines haven't been consistent this year. There's been a lot of jumbling. And, like, last season there was pretty consistent play with the Skinner-Thompson and Tuck line. Like, I don't know. Do you guys think that's affecting things at all as far as Tuck goes? I mean, he's he's fast with the puck and, he, and he's agile. And I think he can create offense. Granted, he hasn't done it a lot this year, but – I don't know I don't know how else to explain the the drop off in play other than injuries and like that's something we haven't really heard reported a lot um so i don't I don't really know because to me like Ryan, you said about Skinner being like the most frustrating but in my eyes, it's kind of tough because it's just like we expected so much from him this year and and like cousins really driving offense and it, and it hasn't been there i I don't know how to rationalize it um I think it's mostly
1: injury when it comes to him' earlier earlier this year. Uh, the NHL came out with like their edge statistics, and they're measuring like. Oh, I'm gonna get into some like,
0: edge statistics later.
1: <laughs> <laughs> keep that between you and Katie, Jesus. <laughs> um. So he, they were talking about like are uh, the, the the website. If you go to it, um, it shows like which players like their max speed or like their bursts, like their short bursts. Yeah. And Alex Alex talks are way down this year. Like, he was at, like, his max speed last year was, like, 21 miles an hour. This year, I just, re- I recently checked it again, and it's, like, 19. So he's yeah. going a full two miles per hour, like, less than he than he is in his max speed. So he's got to be dealing with something, like, something lingering constantly. But it's
2: possible. You can't rule anything out. But my problem is that it's not just him. It's, like, the whole team is suffering from some kind of ailment. And yeah. so... You know, Yeah, maybe it's injury, but maybe it's just the way this team is playing is not suited to – they just got to do what they were doing
1: last year. I don't know how (laughs) else to
0: explain it. Well, Donnie said that. It only took them fucking 36 games to realize that. They're still not. They're
1: still not. They're still not. Yeah, they're still trying to be Dan Bilesma
0: 2.0 over here. I was like, oh, shit, I'm about to lose my job. Let's just do what we did last year, boys. We
2: we were well coached under Dan Bilesma. That was yeah, like some didn't of the
0: best system. right? Exactly. All right. Well, that that rounds it out for the forwards. You, there, I feel like you missed guys. What do you What do you mean? We didn't. Well, do... I got centers. I got centers. So like that's oh. yeah, yeah. So well, I kind of is... like separate, but
1: you did wingers first, then then centers. Okay. That, I know yeah, okay.
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Potato, potato. You know, I'm just I'm I'm real specific here. That, listen, I'm getting into the analytics. I'm specifying. You could have just forward It's just one center. You,
1: you, well, forward is wing, is. for our centers and wingers you dummy
0: so there is some crossover there you know but uh it took me a couple years to realize that as a general hockey fan so i'm just i'm trying to make it easy for everybody
1: here
2: but it's actually (laughs) hard to tell with the sabers anyway because you got people playing all over the place trying to get
0: everyone's fucking hurt so they're all defensemen now so (laughs) so we'll start with cousins i think this is a I mean, this is big. Massive. This should be three F's across the board, right? Massive failure. Massive.
2: Yeah. The guy Another can't.
1: The guy can't go to Vegas if the, if the guy went to fucking Vegas right now, and he knew everyone knew there was a slot machine with a ninety nine percent win percentage, and he pulled the fucking lever, he'd lose. That's Oof. how unlucky he is right now. <laughs> Or DC. So
0: speaking, speaking to that, I was recently on the NHL Edge website looking up some advanced analytics Rereal. for Dylan Cousins, <laughs> and so get this, Dylan Cousins this year, he's got 104 shots on goal. That's actually 84th percentile. So he's he's getting shots on goal. His shooting percentage though, 6.4 percent. That's below 50 percent. So that's bad. Right. So like he's he's and we've seen that like he's he's getting shots on goal, but are they high danger chances? No. Cause he's not creating any offense and he's, he's hit like seven posts. So he has had some brutal puck luck. I mean, I think even half his goals have been puck in or uh, post and in goals, you know? So like, he's just, it seems like he's just off a little bit, but I mean, there's no denying that he's not driving any offense. One last step. one last statistic here, and then I'll let you guys chime in. Offensive zone time when he's on the ice, 39.9%. That's also below 50% in the NHL. So like, the line uh, it's been better since the kid lines been reunited but prior to that i mean it was he was lost out there any he's... other thoughts <laughs>
2: <laughs> no um again everybody on the team is just underperforming and he's not there's no exceptions there's not there's not a single exception there's just
1: it's literally just Benson.
2: Uh, yeah, but you know, I guess, but he also has like super low expectations, and he's he exactly. blows because you because
1: know?
2: an eighteen-year-old who you know he wasn't drafted first overall, you know he he wasn't expected to be this amazing player. He you know they thought he was going to be good, but he's he's the only one that you're just like wow, like he's playing well. Yeah, I
1: agree. Yeah, I cousins, guess. Man. I feel like cousins. <laughs> he was fighting it earlier in the season like he was he's been horrible since like i mean lately he's been pretty damn good i would say just not scoring which is just like it's just so unlucky i feel like he's just shooting so well below expected it's fucking insane like i i was looking earlier and he should have like based off shooting metrics he should have six levels on the year and i know that's not even great for him like his you know i'm expecting him to
0: score 30 like 25 to 30 every year they need but, him to. I mean, they need him to be that player. So.
1: Oh, my God. I feel like early this year, he got. He was so bad. He was frustrated. He got his fucking face pounded in. Had to wear that stupid uh, helmet for a while, or the stupid fucking cage for a while. Couldn't play with it for, you know, probably like six or seven games. And then he finally takes it off. Starts playing a little better, but not to his expectation. And you know, here we are, we're forty something games into the season and you're running you're kinda of running out of time to salvage your your play here, buddy.
0: But how deflating has it have to be to like take that beating and then say, We have to play tougher and then literally get a broken nose and then your GM says, Yeah, I don't agree with him. Like I just fucking broke my nose for you and you don't have my back whatsoever. Like that that's got that yeah. had to I'm sure piss him off. But Right. I guess seven million dollars maybe helps that a little bit, but all right, we can move on to Peyton Krebs here. We don't maybe don't have to spend too much time, although he is somewhat of an interesting player. So Peyton Krebs, I gotta fail. Wow.
1: Okay, Eric.
2: I I don't mind Krebs. I, don't, I mean, what are we expecting dude. with him playing with Gergensen and Imposo? You know, what, what yeah. do we really want from him?
1: He's a pass for me as well. I think he. Oh
0: my god. Absolute, he's a dog, dude. He gets. Dude. Oh a- my god! I'm so sick of hearing Peyton Krebs is a dog, and I like, I don't, I don't understand people are so infatuated with Krebs. I know What's he's not playing? playing with playmakers but like dude he's had some he opportunities up on top lines oh well but he's not though like I I don't know I, when I watch him I'm just like it's that I test I'm like it just it, it's inconsistent it's just so inconsistent I don't I don't see it like he's he's very good I will say he's good at going behind the net and throwing it out to the in in front of the goal and, like, once in a while, a stick will find it, and he'll get an assist. Like, but, like, fuck, I could do that, honestly. Like, I just don't see – I don't I don't see it with Peyton Krebs. And, and I'm not saying it can't happen, but, like, right now he's a fail for me. I, 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 don't, I don't get the, the Krebs love.
1: Well, okay, I'll say this. I'm open to an upgrade on Peyton Krebs, like, 100 for 50%. Like, if you have to include him in some kind of deal because he's a young player to, like, push something over the line, I'm totally fine with that. But – I don't know. I just feel like he's kind of got a raw deal, man. He's playing with two guys with fucking bricks for hands every single night. The one, he makes a pass and the guys don't score. And yeah. I, I feel like he's been our only center that like actually wins a faceoff every so often. So I'm kind of giving him credit for that. I just feel like, you know, even if he really never develops more of an offensive game, I feel like his defensive game is probably good enough to be an NHL fourth line center. So, I okay, but you just proved he's my passed. point for me. I'm
0: going to interrupt you. So, okay. like if he uh, okay, if he is if his ceiling is a is a fourth line center or a third line center, like no matter what team he's on, he's not going to be playing with studs. So, like what is the value there? Do you know what I mean? Like if he if his ceiling is a top one or two center, yeah, he's going to get those counting stats, but is that his ceiling? I I don't think yeah. so.
2: That's that's huge for things like responsibility and puck possession, zone time, you know, when he's playing well no nobody's getting chances against that line and if you put him with guys that are capable to do that with him then you have a solid shutdown third fourth line and that's where his value is that stuff is so necessary and we don't have it
1: yeah i agree with eric because you're putting him with Gurgenson and oposo dude like you, you i know oposo has been scoring like but dude those guys are just not capable to play at this level like anymore like one of them in your lineup is fine at a time, but we have two of them in our lineup, and both of them play special teams. So, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Peyton Krebs is getting a raw deal. If you stuck Peyton Krebs with, like, like a fast fucker and, like, okay, I guess Eric Robinson, and then, like, a guy that can, and then a guy that can, like, actually play D, I feel like that would be a good fourth line.
0: What do you uh, like Robinson and Oposo, like they had, which was no, good Oposo for five got, games. Uh, yeah, I guess, but get, Oposo ran out because he's
1: fucking he's busy, you know, being out for a while and making another kid. <laughs> I,
2: I, and I like I like Greenway on a line with Krebs and Robinson as a as a as a solid D shutdown line, and maybe there's some offense there, but unfortunately Greenway is a superstar forward and, you know, he, he doesn't do what we supposedly brought him in for and Krebs gets to play with the old guys. Yay. Yeah. And we just keep on rolling it and rolling it and rolling it and it's not working.
0: All right. I I mean, I, I, the farthest I can go is to neutral on this. Cause I mean, I, I agree. I will concede that he has value defensively. He's always been in fairly uh, responsibly Defensively, but I I don't see any offensive upside there. Even if he was playing with teams, I, I think he's shy to shoot, and uh, I just don't see the, the creativity in the offensive zone. But uh, like you said, there there is a role for that, and they got they got to get him with the right guy. So <laughs> how
2: creative do you want him to be playing with Gurgens'
0: Apolo? listen what he's <laughs> he's had he's had opportunities to play up, well, and sure, what but it, like and as far as it, but. Like, he's getting watched in practice every day. You know what I mean? Like, I know we don't have this, like, elite coaching staff, but, like, if they were seeing this stuff in practice, they'd be like, all right, well, you know, we got to get this kid up on the line, like uh, Zach Benson. Like, no, there's just not- guys you see it from right away, and there's guys that they're just a third or fourth line center. That's okay. It's,
2: yeah, and and he is, but that's that doesn't mean he's a fail because he's a third or fourth line center. He still does his job. We need people to do their job.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's that's about fun. time we, can, we get some
0: rolls on this team. So so adjusted adjusted pass, I'm going with a fail because I have higher expectations for him. But, uh, mm-hmm. all right, we're moving on. We spent too much time on Krebs anyways. <laughs> we're going fun. on a middle stat. Middle stat, this will be fast. Pass, 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 right? Oh, yeah,
1: 100%. percent i one of our best players, and I honestly, I'm just teetering between re-sign and trade. Eric, we talked about this last episode for a while. Eric, how do you feel? Like what is where do you stand on the Trade middle stat or sign middle stat? He wants him on the Leafs.
2: <sighs> I don't want. I want Millstad on a on a third or fourth line, honestly. Damn. Um, put him with crap But not but but in that uh, in that secondary scoring capacity because he works hard and you know, he used to have Jack Eichel syndrome where he would give up on plays and and his head would go up, and he's upset with himself, and all this emotion on the ice. He's gotten rid of that, and I think he's become a really solid player. But he's not a first or second line player, in my opinion. He's just, you know, I, I, I don't like him playing top minutes.
1: I mean, he's on pace for seventy one points right now. Yeah, and that's really not that's... call him a second line player. I think, I, <sighs> I think he's perfectly okay.
0: You just lost all credibility with your Peyton Krebs point by saying Middlestad is not a top-line player. No, no,
2: no. I didn't say he wasn't. I just said I don't like him there.
1: I know. Last year, so when he started, like, rejuvenating his, like, entire career last year, I was like, wow. Casey Middlestad is the perfect third-line winger. Guy will score, and he will work hard. And I feel like now, I guess the third line is perfect for him. And he's going to get fucking paid. This is the problem. When we're paying everyone, I feel like Casey is capable of playing on your second line. But we already have a second line center in Dillaco. Right.
2: When when, when well, he's deep, he can step up.
1: Yeah. I I feel like the best play for our team, while he's a pass and I love him and I'm you know, he endured the shit for the last, you know, six seasons or seven seasons he's been in our organization. I just I don't know. I, I feel like moving him might be the play.
0: Just to get something else in the in the yeah. team. Yeah, Eric, what are your thoughts on that? Because we talked about that last show. So,
2: it, it's it's going to suck if we do move him and he lights it up with another team, and it's just going to be another like Reinhardt s- Sabers are the like, best on team in the NHL.
1: I feel like Casey Middlestat would put up insane numbers in Carolina behind like Sebastian Aho in the first line, and he can just eat second line minutes with those guys. They play kind of the game that suits him a little bit, where it's like he's gonna win a million puck battles and just throw pucks to the front of the net and, and that's like perfect for them for him i think he man he's just such a good player it's such a weird conundrum to be in where like he's a good player but i also kind of don't want to resign him yeah.
0: yeah it's it's interesting it's it's tough because he 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 was such a late bloomer you know so like it, they kind of like identified that core and now you're in this tough spot because it's like can we play can we pay another guy you know i i'm i'd be i'd be curious to see if like do you think if they didn't extend uh cousins last season and they had to pick or they were picking like okay let's identify one core member do you think like right now would that be cousins or would it be middle set like would they say you know what casey's to C. Dylan we're gonna you know we can offer you this but you're gonna be down down further because as far as the way they're playing right now I feel like Middlestat would be in that second role I don't know it's I just I, I like yeah. to see what you think
1: I don't know I, I, I think they'd still pick Cousins in the scenario just because he's younger and, and has more offensive like more like overall upside I guess
2: yeah Middlestat was almost like a little too little too late kind of situation
0: that's a great point all right moving on we got Tage next Tage I gotta fail
1: Just for injury, man. I mean, when he's—I'm gonna give him a pass because when he's playing, he's been unfucking believable. But he's missed a lot of games.
2: (laughs) Unfucking believable. Yeah. Unfucking believable.
1: (laughs) I think he's been awesome. I think he's been awesome. I really do. I mean, he's back. I feel like he's back lately. No.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, he's been playing better. But I mean, until we get. Until we get Tage Thompson from the last two seasons, I don't like him. I do think just anybody on the team.
0: Yeah, no, I, I mean, I get that for sure. And that's just the, the frustrations of, of this season and, and, and the inconsistencies. But as far as like the NHL edge statistics go, let me throw some numbers your way here again. <laughs> I love just
1: like, saying that when that website doesn't even do some stuff like that. They just track speed.
0: Yeah no no but they do they do have shot speed and things so like shot speed at 98th percentile right so we always know he's got the hard shot but he had the wrist injuries so we we're like all right is he getting that back and like he, he it seems like that is back. He's ninety ninety percentile with shots on goal, and even like speed statistics seventy nine percentile for for top skating speed and seventy four percentile for speed burst. So I feel like he is relatively healthy. Like even like again, these are just blips of analytics, but like they do paint somewhat of a picture. And if you're getting con, some some consistency in these higher percentiles with these, it, it, it's better than being low. Obviously, so he might not be a hundred percent, but he seems to be be playing better. Uh, I think the I think the system is is what's kind of failing them right now, and obviously the the power play he's getting focused on more. So, is it is it his problem? Like, here's my here's my I, I, and Eric, I know you want to chime in here, so I'll let you in <laughs> a second. But my thought with here's my thing with Thompson, he broke out last year, so teams are very clearly preparing for him, and and they're they know like he's not surprising anybody now. So, as much as Thompson has to learn to in this next season or two, he's got to learn to evolve his game and score in other ways and whatnot. We've seen that, but it's also the coaching staff's responsibility to try and figure out, okay, how can we use this weapon that we have? And there's a lack of production, I think, because of both of those things. Um, I don't know, Eric, what do you, what do you think? So uh,
2: one thing that stood out, you said is that, and I hear this from more than just you is that he broke out last year. Uh, the season before that, he almost had 40 goals. Um, if anything, that's his breakout season. And la- if you know, they should have bared down on him last year, so whatever's going on this year, I don't think it's because he had a breakout season last year. It's he's, he's just this this overall team just we have, we have a problem. We have a problem with with our with our scoring, and it starts. And I'm I'm going off on a tangent here, but it, it starts with our own zone and then through the neutral zone and our, our entries, it's just all bad. And as far as Thompson goes, you know, he scored a lot of power play goals and, and, teams are focusing on him more, but what's the excuse when Ovechkin consistently scored 30 goals on the power play from the same exact spot while not even moving the guy would stand still. So you can't right. tell me that it's, they're focusing on Tage Thompson. So what nobody focused on Alex Ovechkin for 20 years it like, doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, but you're comparing Tage Thompson to, the, to probably the best goal scorer ever, right? Yeah. but That's the, the difference. Time. Like, Tage, ta- I guess, I guess.
2: It's the team play. They don't have the system that will yeah, help. Yeah, so I think
0: that's more of the flaw.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's a team problem. And you compare, you always compare goal scores with goal scores. Apples to apples, right? So it's not, you know, you could say the same thing about stamco scoring from that. Anybody that stands in that spot and scores goals, you can compare to anybody else that stands in that spot and scores goals. And we're not doing it because we don't have the system in place to do it.
1: We also don't have any other shooting threats besides them. So, like, of course, we're going to stand yeah. on his hand because remember that no guy, one...
2: Victor olofsson Wasn't he a thing? Yeah, to he he
1: yeah. he just lost his whole <laughs> mojo, man. His whole game. He's just gone.
0: Um, well, the problem with the power play is we have. Not only Tage standing in one spot, but the other four guys are, as well are just standing in, in one right. spot like, as well. Even, so. They don't even—they
1: don't even try to like open Tage up for a shot. Like they're just. Oh my God! We'll get into we'll get into another player when we talk about a different position that pisses me off.
0: Yeah. Well, let's get into defensemen. There, um, we'll go. We'll st- we'll start with Connor Clifton. I mean, this this will be fast. We don't really need to elaborate too much here. I don't think. But I got to fail for Clifton.
1: Yeah, he's been tough. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. dude, we haven't we have him for another three years, dude.
0: Yeah, that's like, probably the after this. That's oh, probably gosh. the worst part there. Um Eric Johnson, we'll just go through him real quick too. Again, just starting off with Kevin Adams, just two big additions Listen, early on. I so fail, 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 fail.
1: No, I'm giving Eric Johnson a pass, dude. <laughs> good, for oh you. good for you. Eric Johnson. Listen. <laughs> I will you say You know what, that- I gotta
0: take a piss. This is a good time for me to walk outside and take a quick piss, so I'll let you guys In- handle it for a second here.
1: Oh my goodness. Eric Johnson's not a world beater. He, and he was here. He, really he left. came. He, he has to pee. He said he really had to pee. <laughs> I don't know, man. I I feel like we brought him in here to uh, just play as a sixth defenseman, and he's doing like sixth defenseman things, like occasionally uh, wish... he'll carry the puck up the ice and you know create offense. But I, I don't know. I feel like he hasn't. He's been not worse than Clifton. I'll say that I, Clifton was easily the worst signing.
2: Oh yeah, nobody's been quite as brutal as Clifton, and. Again, he's another one where what's Clifton five ten? And people are like, Oh, he, he plays so much bigger than he is and he, he throws his body and then he comes to the Buffalo Sabres and does the exact opposite.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like just I can't I can't say Eric Johnson was a failure. I mean he he's doing his job, in my opinion.
2: He's another one where I guess you can compare him to Krebs to where you want him to do a job, and I don't know if he's doing that job. And there's been times where we've had defensemen playing better than him, and he's still in the lineup, and you just you just wonder why. And that's, yeah, and, I agree with that. And that's another topic is personnel decisions and, and who's deciding on why these guys are getting in the lineup because it's just you scratch your head. You don't, yeah, you don't I mean, know there's,
1: why. There's, there's no chance that – he should be an every game defenseman. Like I'm not saying that. I'm not saying anything good like great. But no, I, sure. When he when he's you know when he's playing well, he's doing this thing. I mean he's sticking up for our guys. Like I d I don't know. I just Sure. It's not Eric Johnson's fault that the sabers are bad.
2: No that's all no. Yeah, yeah. and I wanna like the guy but I just think that there's been some better options. So I guess it's not it's not his fault, kinda like it's not Krebs
1: fault. Right, yeah, we got we got other guys to blame, and I'm sure I'm sure we'll get into a couple of them very soon here.
0: All right, I'm back. Thank you. I got one thing to say about Eric Johnson. I missed all that, Ryan. I'm sure you made some fantastic points, but I mean,
1: we're just we're just, he's just not his fault.
0: Basically, we're just it's not his fault. No, you know, but I wonder this. It's not his call, but do you think if Eric Johnson wasn't here, I'm tying my boots on because my feet were getting. Frigid in those Crocs. I needed to, and I forgot. I put these boots on my heater, so these things are toasty as hell right now. But do you think if Eric Johnson wasn't here and right from the bat spewing his nonsense of, oh, this team has to, you know, be more defensive. That's how we win championships. I did that in Colorado. That's how we won championships, boys. Do you think it it would have taken Don and the coaching staff thirty six fucking games to say? no, fuck that, we're just going to play how we did last year because that's the team that we have organized. Like, I just feel Dude. like I have to give him a fail because I think he's partially responsible for the team just not playing how they played last year because we've got this Stanley Cup champion in the room and we need to listen to what he says.
1: Well, okay, that's, that's Don and Kevin's fault. I think the decision to play more defensive was decided in the summer.
2: Yeah, Eric Johnson didn't come here and say, all right, guys, we're changing the whole system. And they were like, okay, Eric Johnson.
1: Like, Eric Johnson isn't even really that good defensively. Eric Johnson is a guy, <laughs> Eric Johnson is the guy that carries the puck up the ice. Like, that's how he was his whole career. Like, he's old now and doesn't do it as often. But you can see in spurts this year, he's carried the puck up the ice and just, like, you know, created a little bit of offense there and plays physical and shit. But, like, dude, <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, the decision to play this way... It riles me the fuck up, especially now with, with Eric with you here being like, well, no one's actually playing that well. And I'm like, yeah, because it's the fucking system, dude. It's the whole reason right. why we're well, not good.
0: I agree with you guys. and I, and But I, I just – you know I have crazy takes. So I just had to say that because it's, I, you know there's other people thinking crazy like me out there. But uh, all right. Yeah, Eric Johnson, good guy, whatever. Um, all right, moving on. We'll get into don't Don Don't back either. Yeah, don't – yeah, yeah. We're getting into this fucker already. He, he shelled us for for three million or two and a half million, whatever he's making. So, um, well, yeah, the, let's get only, into Darlene.
1: That, hold on. Before we talk about Darlene, the only solace you can take about Eric Johnson is the fact that New York State has high taxes. So he really isn't getting three million dollars. He didn't, you know. There we go. There we <laughs> <Take> go. <that. laughs> Thanks
2: yeah. for paying into my New York paid family leave, jerk.
0: <laughs> Here we go. There we go. All right. Uh, Darlene, uh, I'm going to start this off. I'm going with uh, I'm going with a fail. I can't say anything. I have to, like,
1: hold my thoughts for a minute. So I know. Oh,
2: <laughs> I am not as down on Darlene as everybody else is. <laughs> I don't think he's playing well, but I think he's obviously still um, very talented. Um, again, it Sounds like
0: a TV show, Down on Darlene.
2: Down on Darlene. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it goes with your edge work.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We that work what have at you, night are watching down at What have you liked
1: about his game this year? Because I have a lot to say that I don't like and I need to be persuaded.
2: Oh, I'm not here to persuade you. I'm I'm not going to be able to um it, it's just there's there's a there's a noticeable difference between his talent and the rest of the defenders. Oh yeah. But it's just he's not playing well is and that's the best way i can describe it and i've seen him struggle with holding on to the puck but not like this here he's just been every time that he touches the puck you're worried he's gonna lose it and that's been like one of the biggest differences i've seen
0: yeah
1: matt are you okay did you
0: fall was that noisy yeah. <laughs> well, I was grabbing my, I was grabbing my Mickey Ultra, and like my my fridge is right next to my, you know, you guys know the studio is in the in the garage. Right. I'm, we just had a fucking Lake Effect storm. I'm out here and fucking freezing my ballsack off and 10 Those degree weather. it's ice cold. With Those two feet of ice snow. Ice cold, dude. Oh yeah. So i was i like, you know, I'm I'm a fairly tiny guy, and I'm even having trouble squeezing in here. And so yeah, I was trying to just was trying to grab this guy, but.
1: I feel like a good bit for you is, like, every episode, you just put more and more clothes on, where, like, eventually (laughs) you're just huge with, like, 17 sweaters. (laughs) That'd be a great (laughs) bit. That'd be awesome.
0: But I am am actually pretty toasty, and I'm still rolling with these free gloves I got from the game when we got pumped by the Blue Jackets, 9-4. I brought something good home.
1: Terry can't fix the arena, but he can give you guys some
0: gloves. Alright, go ahead, but I don't know. Right. I can't remember we're, who was we're, talking. We were just talking about Dalian, and Eric was just
1: saying how, you know, he's not playing well, and that's really just all you can really say, because there are times last year he's, like, holding the puck on a string and, like, going around guys, but this year he tries to do the same moves and he's getting stripped and the puck is in the neck. I like <laughs> Dalian defensively. Like, I don't mind him in the defensive zone. I think he's actually really good this year. It's the offense, which is, like, non-existent sometimes like he's getting points because he's like you know occasionally he'll get a power play point here and he's like our empty net merchant this year but dude he's just not carrying the puck like and that's not I don't think that's his fault I do like right. to...
0: go well ahead. okay so let me ask Eric because I asked you this uh, a couple weeks ago and Eric you probably heard if you listened but so Eric do you think the drop in Darlene's play is do you think it's him or is it what we've talked about all these other guys copy paste the system
2: well i mean we've seen him not do well in systems in the past and that could very be very well be his issue again is that they want him to play a different way and he's just not that player
1: yeah i, I feel like he's not allowed to carry the puck again like you know how he was kruger and just he was like yeah i'm not allowed to carry the puck didn't he actually just say didn't I send you a tweet, Matt? In a text. Oh yeah, he, he
0: yeah he he was basically saying that like I wanna I wanna do this or I wanna do that, but we're not we're told that we gotta play more defensively or, or yeah, something, something along those lines.
1: He did just say like
0: that that he's like basically not allowed to
1: activate more, and it's like, dude, this guy was a Norris Trophy like he was voted for Nor- the Norris last year as one of the best defensemen. He is one of the best puck carrying defensemen in the league. And when you kind of take that away, you're kind of just like, you're going to get 60% of what Rasmus Dahlin is every yeah. night if you're not going to let him carry the puck. Yeah, it's it's I, been... I also feel like he should kind of transcend that and be like, fuck you, I'm Rasmus Dahlin. I'm being paid $11 million a year, I'm going to play to my strengths. Yeah, plus it's yeah, not nice this... he's going to get benched. Right, you can't no, no. bench things like
0: yeah, this is, I I was just looking for the uh, the post and this is what you sent me from from Matt Fairburn. R- Rasms only told me this week. I can't really jump into rushes now. I got to have more responsibility and have to take care of the Z- D zone more. So that was his actual quote. But this is this is what we're talking about with him like I, I think part of it is honestly the system in that he like you said he's not able he's he's playing he plays much more sound even defensively when he's, when he's not thinking and he, and he's, and he's reacting just more, it's it's more reactionary play and just seeing it, but he doesn't have those outlets in the the D zone. So there is no rushes. And I don't know. It's just, I think, I think with him, a lot of it is, is kind of that, that systems issue where it's just, he's not confident playing in it and and you see it. and, And he's definitely a guy who gets in his head a lot. Like he, I don't know. He, he knows when he's not playing good and, and he knows he's a great player, but he wants to play good. And so I, I think he adds a little bit of pressure to himself. And, and some of the mistakes he's made this year are like inexplicable. Like they, they're bad. They're bad mistakes, bad passes, bad turnovers, and they always cost them. Uh, so he's, he's definitely in a bit of a funk and I don't like a lot of these other guys. I don't necessarily think it's, it's all his fault, but uh, we'll see what happens, I guess. Any other thoughts on in here before we move on? <laughs>
1: We can move on. I have another comment about him, but I'm saving it for when we talk about another player. Oh no. Okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, his his like his analytics are, are pretty good. I mean, he's 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 shooting well. I mean, offensive zone time when he's when he's on the ice is is 74 percentile in the league. So like, <sighs> it's not not bad like analytically. But you yeah, know, I just he's had good. Social...
1: He's just not allowed to do the things that make him super good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But. Um, all right, so we'll go on to, uh, probably don't want to spend too much time here. Yoki, Haru, you? I, I got a pass for Yoki, Haru, but
1: Yeah, pass. I could go without him though. Let's get an upgrade. Yeah. 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 I, I would trade him. <laughs> There's really nothing to say. He's not special at all.
0: No. He's just scratched he, a bunch too.
2: I, I hate that he gets as many chances as he gets because you see him, you see that 10 on the jersey and you're like, well, this doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. He's just like there, I guess. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. but I, I get, like, my thing with him real quick is just, like, I feel like I don't see him cost us a whole lot either. Like, I'm never always like, eh, you know, but like, he's never, like, he's not, like, an impact player either, you know? Like yeah, you said, I mean, he's just kind of there, I guess, but... He'd
1: be perfect in a third pair, in my opinion. But sure. But he doesn't play in the third pair, he plays in the second pair.
0: He's, like, the defensive Peyton Krebs, essentially, you know? Like, kinda, he's there, like, he doesn't kinda. do nothing, you know? Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we we just compared Krebs to to Eric Johnson when you were gone.
0: Oh, there we go. We're out of fucking <laughs> rule tonight. All right. Sammy, we could probably run through this, Phil. Oh, okay.
1: So, I'm attributing at least 35% of Dalian's struggles to being paired with Matias Samuelson every single night. <laughs>
0: Thanks. Eric, what are you what are
1: you thinking?
2: Uh, has he played? I've I've seen him on the injury list, but uh that's about it.
1: Yeah, his his permanent position is a hospital bed.
2: Yeah, remember last year when we were winning more games with him in the lineup, and
1: oh my god, yeah, what that a weird stat. stat! That was a weird stat. We were yeah. like, we were like, lost like eight games and
0: like without him. That was weird. Yeah, but I don't. He just he's is... failing on the ice, but he is passing absolutely with flying colors in the recovery room. Yeah,
1: is <laughs> <It's> just hospitals <laughs> love him. <laughs> the, Sabres need, the Sabres need to trade him before teams figure out that he's this bad. I'm not kidding. Oh, like, that's he, actually he a good be, plan. He would be probably my number one guy to ship off, because he's got a long deal, but it's not cost per hit of it. Like, it's a brand-new seven-year deal, but, I mean, he's only making, what, like f- less four. than four a year? Four, I like, think it's four. like four. I think it's four on the that's dot. That's nothing. Or like, that's nothing for yeah. a long... And other teams will look at him and be like, this guy's big, he's got a long reach, he can be like a shutdown guy. I think he's got value on the league, and he would probably be one of the first guys that I move. I like
0: yeah, it. I mean, we've talked about that for sure. I mean, I, I think he's a, yeah, he makes, so he's making 4.2. He makes 4.2, okay. like for the, like every year for the next like six years or whatever. But So it's not like it's a crazy contract, but, but yeah, you know, I think he's how- a tradable piece for sure. <clears throat>
1: You know how like for years and years and years the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick, they would like ship guys out and they'd be like, "Wow, I can't believe they just got rid of this player." Blah blah. blah. And then like two years later, they're like out of the league, terrible. Yeah, we need mm-hmm. to figure out that, like we need to trade a guy like before the league figures out that he's not good.
2: Didn't we do that with uh, Rista Linen?
1: Well, he's actually good now. That's the fucking problem, Is he? Like, you've, dude. His oh, no. got a good coach. His defensive numbers are like some of the best in the league like he's actually a good defender now like he he you know how when he was here like he was terrible defensively but he like defensively stare, it's totally opposite the
2: so how did they yeah. get him to stop looking at the puck because that's literally all that dude would do he,
1: he got taught like how to actually play by a
0: by one of the best coaches in the league
1: uh, the difference the difference is yeah, i know is. i get it i get it i understand what you're what point you're making here
0: yeah, absolutely. And that so let's just get into our last guy here, Owen Power, because we can probably spend a few minutes on him. I gotta fail for power. I gotta pass for power.
2: I don't mind power. I think uh people expect a lot more from him than what he is. I think he really needs to figure out his foot speed because he is slow. Uh there's a play earlier this year where Somebody beat him to an icing, and he probably had two or three steps on the guy, and he he just got passed. Mm. And it's like it's that just. That I remember kid. that game.
0: Yep, that's it, that's why I've said this year too, where like maybe it's a foot speed thing, but I've questioned his effort a couple times on here. Maybe it's a sophomore slump; these guys are getting adjusted. But um, you know, I I don't know. Like for power, like that's why he's a fail for me. Like you said, I think I'm one of those guys that has. Just maybe too high of expectations for him because I do think yeah I mean, he's the number one pick, so like I, I just I, you know I, I, I expect a, a lot, you know, from him, and and I think he has this the skill set to do it, but um, yeah, it's just been way too inconsistent, and, and for me, I just I don't know, I, I I never know what I'm getting out of him, so that's that's what's that's where I have a hard time in saying pass because like he was so good last year and just driving offense last year, and again, I know we've we beat it to a the dead end here of this. It was a different That's, system and things, but like, yeah, that seems to be the common theme here, but I don't know. Power is tough for me just because I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't see that. There's just this, he's not taking that step and maybe he'll do it in the third year, but I, I just, I have high hopes for him and, and it's not working out right now. Yeah. I, I go there. Okay. Go. I think he's, fine. I'll go, I'll go. I wasn't really done yet. Anyways, he's got, he doesn't want to get hit. He doesn't want to get hit. I guess no one wants to get hit, but like this, he's like, it's like what I see with Darlene, they get the puck in the, in the zone. I mean, there's been so many times where I've seen him get a D zone retrieval and like, he's just, he doesn't even have a guy by him, but he's just so slow with turning it around that all now there's a guy and we can't clear it because again, I don't think these guys know where their outlets are, but it's just, he's so slow behind our net and, and just breakouts. I don't know.
2: So I think you're confusing his that with the not being effort with that's just his play style. And I, I guess, I'm not an ice hockey player, but people have often said the similar things about me, where they don't understand like why I, why I'm not moving right away. Where's the sense of urgency? What are you doing? And then I'll make this play, and they're like, oh, okay, I get it now. That's so you don't always need to be moving really fast and, and, and doing things to be, to make solid plays. You know, you can have that kind of calm in your game and still make do the right thing. And it, it's not that he's not putting in the effort. I think it's just his play style.
1: Yeah, I also feel like over the last, you know, 10 or so games, he's been more dynamic than Darlene with the puck. And that's it's been better as of late for sure. Pretty surprising for to me. I feel like I'm giving him a pass because I, I've liked his play recently way more than I did like earlier in the season. And because I feel like he's getting the young Darlene treatment where it's kind of unfair to you know to yeah. to rack a twenty one year old player like with you know he should hey. he should not be like a pillar of the team yet.
2: Right, and on the list of guys that have regressed the most, he's very he's very low on that list of regression.
1: Yeah, especially lately, I feel like he's really picked it up lately. Yeah, but I'm so gonna let my dog guy. out, so you guys gotta you guys gotta
0: do this for me. Yeah, we'll be wrapping up soon, anyways. But it's interesting with him because, like I said, I think he processes the game at a very high level. Like you can tell, he he did that even even last year, and and I think that's why you see that what you were just saying that kind of slow from him because he's very patient with the puck and he last year he made a lot of good plays by using that patience i don't know it just seems like this year again i think it comes down to to that just again the style that we're playing that i think there's a little bit more of a sense of urgency or hesitancy when he is getting that puck in our zone because i don't think they have as much of a game plan in place and and that's where where they're running into some some issues with with him
2: as a defenseman, if you don't have that quick option to to move the puck, you do end up sitting there a little bit longer than you want to, and mm-hmm. you get yourself in trouble. But it's not it's not always on them.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, well, that is going to wrap it up for that. All right, we are pretty much at our our time here. Do we wanna do we wanna end it here? Do we want to do anything else? We pretty much went. Oh, do we want to do goalies just real quick, and then we can kind of wrap up or what do you want to do? I know we got more on the show doc here, but uh, I'm, we I'm do good quick with whatever. Goalie. Quick goalie. That's I mean, I only
1: got like one word, one or two words to say about the boys, but we kind of got to include them. They are part of the team.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to. All right. I was almost going to jump over. I'm giving them both passes. so.
1: Yeah, that's fine. Eric's a fail. Eric Comrie. Not you, Eric. We love you.
0: But <laughs> <be a> <laughs> oh, man. He's
2: never coming back. <laughs> you're, you're, you're giving both goalies a pass. Is that what
0: you just yeah, said? That's, that's, yeah, that's fine. I'm giving them a pass. Yeah, both goalies a pass. Okay. Can I the, with
2: Can I give the organization a fail for
0: yeah do that. Levi?
2: Okay. Yeah. I
1: feel cool. like I feel like they should CPS should go for you know abusing a child because Levi is just not <laughs> oh, not not playing, you know he's in a tough situation and I gave him shit earlier literally an hour and a half ago in this episode but <laughs> I feel bad for the kid honestly he should not be here so relative to expectation you just gotta you know. He's doing. He's doing okay,
0: and I like it. But don't bothers. you think but, he agreed to that, right? Yeah. Like, don't he, you think like there was conversations he, with before he signed? He,
1: why? What do you think? You? Why wouldn't he agree? He's getting paid a million dollars to be a child in the NHL and be on private flights, have breakfast at the arena, just like right. you know. Of course, you want to be in the league. If I was in, if I was him, I'd be like, yeah. If they can pretend I'm an NHLer for as long as possible, that's great.
2: Yeah, fake it till you make it. But mm-hmm.
0: that's what I'm saying. So, like, he like he knew what the deal was. Like, they were going to be playing him. So, I mean, you can say that they're doing him wrong and stuff. But, like, I don't know. I've always been in this camp where I'd, I, I – what else – what other options are there? Like you said, there's not comedy. So, like you said, the hands are tied. But, like, I don't necessarily think they're making the wrong decision with him. I think uh, the wrong decision would be – sending him down because like if UPL is going to be the guy like just let Levi come up and play every once in a while the season's already lost so just give him the experience wow. now and then he, you can send him down at the end of the year
2: he's not getting experience sitting on the bench though and like you know he, he's facing NHL shooters in practice and you know he gets his game here or there but you need him from going from a college schedule to a professional schedule like you need him to get those reps in and you need him to get some consistency down to his game
1: yeah i with the way Comrie's been playing in the AHL I could seriously see them calling him back up and putting Levi in Rochester soon especially if they keep losing and they know the season's over
2: and also in kidding. a in a backup capacity sure well what he's just going to be doing the exact same thing Levi's doing I and mean, if they yeah, if, right. he's just, if they're playing the same then, then that's that's fine
0: yeah, Levi's like an the kid, interesting right? topic This kid is sure. the
1: future of our, I mean, I guess, honestly, UPL might be the future of our goaltending. He's only, what, 23 years old, 24? 24. So, hey, hey, if all the hype goes to Levi and UPL turns out to be the guy that, you know, we have for the foreseeable future and he's the 1A, things just kind of work out like that in this league. There are no, like, you, there's no guarantees. So I, do well, want I guess to the big the example too is, well. is
0: Miller too, right? You know, like they didn't rush him. He played down there a couple of years, and he came up, and and there, and there you go. So
1: yeah, Nornan uh, yeah. was the guy back then.
0: Mika Nornan was the Mika guy. Mika so. what a what a legend! It's only
2: because he scored a goal, and because he wiped the glass for the goal. <laughs> yeah, goal
0: that's goal. what I was gonna say. <laughs> Josh, All right, that's we gotta that. just do we gotta just do Bills real quick before we go because because okay. I know. I know bills are uh, Ryan. You got predictions for the game coming up here?
2: It's my turn to take a piss. Okay,
1: yeah, there go we on. go. <laughs> okay, so my prediction is we're gonna throw Taylor Swift in the pit,
0: and we're winning. Bills win thirty-one twenty-seven. Thirty-one twenty-seven. It's a it's a good it's a good prediction because I don't think like our defense is is so banged up right now. But I I'm just so impressed with how. It's just so different from the Sabres coaching situation. I'm so impressed with how McDermott has like just fought through all the adversity this year, just everything, all the outside noise with the Ty Dunn article and then all the injuries on the defense. And like this team had their backs against the wall. They they've won six in a row now. Like that's all leadership and, and that next man up mentality that they have for that defense. So I, despite the injuries on defense, It doesn't concern me that much. Like, I I feel like they're going to be able to – they're not going to be able to obviously slow down the Chiefs. But I think in that 24-27 window is appropriate. They're at home, so they're going to have the crowd behind them. Yeah, I think they're going to get the win. I think at the end of the day, Josh Allen is – I mean, if you're going to beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, you're going to have to put on your Superman cape for a game. He's done it before. And I think he does it again. And the Bills are going to get a win and move on. I, I, I actually like your score prediction. I, I I'll I'll go 34 to 24. I think we pull out a double-digit win here. Wow. All right, boys. Uh, do we want to wrap it up there then?
2: Hey, I heard an interesting stat about the Bills. It said uh, they were 6-0 and since it came out that Sean McDermott worshipped Al-Qaeda.
1: Is yeah, what, let's go. Is that right? Yep. That happens? Yep. Pray, cool. Praise Allah. That's what Sean says. <laughs> yeah
0: oh my god the memes are endless right now
1: i dude, if we win if we end up winning this rule like the memes are just going to be absolutely i mean they're already straight fire but wow like
0: incredible (laughs) the next four games until we see everybody next week the next four games tomorrow at chicago saturday against tampa bay i want to say that's kids day uh tuesday against anaheim and then wednesday against the kings uh, real quick, we'll go point projections. Ryan, out of these four games when we talk next week, what are what's your projection for points?
1: Uh, four.
0: Eric, what do you think?
2: Uh, four is probably reasonable.
0: I mean, they can follow the pattern of, of what they've been doing. Yeah, I'm going to go with four as well. Seems like there's a couple winnable games in there and a couple games that we'll lose then we'll probably do the opposite of that anyways because that's how this team goes. So.
2: Yeah, I mean, that Tampa Bay game being a kids game is definitely a loss because every oh, kids game, they just they, the kids can go to hell, I guess.
1: The, the Sabers <laughs> motto is fuck them kids. Yeah, for sure. I feel like I do
0: see those memes every single year, to be honest, now that you say
1: I'll, that. I'll post one when they lose. I'll, I'm, I'm good for it. I got it saved. I got it locked and ready. Brutal. Remember All right, we fellas. Talking? Oh, sorry.
0: No, go ahead. You got anything?
2: Yeah, I remember the beginning of the season, Vasilevsky was out, and we're like, oh, man, this is our chance. We could take over Tampa Bay. And yeah. Whoops.
0: Well, we were oh, saying to trade uh, UPL there, and now we fucking need him. No. No. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, we're like, man. let's trade UPL there because we got we got Levi and we got Comrie, and they'll be our 1A, 1B, and now it's just like a total disaster, I guess. But <laughs> Brutal. All right, well, I'm just going to do one real shout-out here before we go. Shout-out, Eric. Thanks for coming on the show here. We're will definitely you know we going to be getting you on for, for future episodes anyways, but it's good to inject that little bit of turmoil here and there, so we appreciate that. And uh, any, any, you got any shout-outs, Eric, before we go, before we head out?
2: No, but I guess if, if I wanted to make one, it would be to, uh, to Randy. Uh, for a while there, he was really uh, – he would tell me when you guys posted the show – and you know, so we we'd listen to it at work together. Uh, so shout out to him for uh, always being there for you guys up until recently when it's been like a chore to do anything involving the Sabers.
1: <laughs> yeah, the Sabers are not yeah. helping our
0: listenership. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and Matt'll be like, "Are we?" Matt'll be like, "Are we going to record tonight?" And internally, I'm like, before I reply, I look at my phone for five minutes. I'm like,
0: I really don't want to.
2: <laughs> Man, I don't blame you.
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm I just a little confused. I, I don't know who Randy is. Are you talking about Showtime?
2: Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> you might remember him from all the stuff in his pocket at my wedding.
0: Oh, yeah. Randy's a good dude. Randy's a good dude. So appreciate Randy. Um, shout out to, to Randy, best roller hockey player ever, apparently. And... Uh... <laughs> All right, and uh, we'll see everybody next week. But you know what to do. You already know. If you're watching on, on YouTube, at Saber Spotlight, let's just bring that sucker into view here. There you go, at Saber Spotlight. Um, check us out on Twitter, uh, and we'll see everybody next week, hopefully after some wins. Peace out. Yeah, thanks. yeah.